It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Movie Mavericks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Movie Mavericks, speaking of fucking long, uncut European cocks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Now for your hosts, Jason and Trevor. I can't wait. Hey now everybody, welcome to episode 311 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. I'm Trevor Anderson, I'm sitting here with Jason Rugard. He will tell us what's happening. Yeah, a lot's been happening. We've been off oh, the yeah. air for a while, but we're happy to be back with you guys. Uh, today's show, we'll be talking uh, some movies, obviously, here. we got Doctor Strange, Heller Highwater, The Mechanic 2, Nocturnal Animals, Rules Don't Apply, True Memoirs of an Eternal Assassin. Eternal. <laughs> an Eternal Assassin would be Ooh, that burrito wow. I earlier. <laughs> yes. Mm. That thing went through the, the schmincter and didn't like things. So, uh, <laughs> office, uh, Rules Don't Apply, which and uh, Office Christmas Party. Just, uh, just another day at the movie. <laughs> 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 podcasting <laughs> office. <laughs> Smooth, you know, rundown. Nice. As always, trailers up the ass. Furious 8, Dunkirk. Uh, Dunkirk. Spider-Man. We got another Spider-Man here. I mean, I just picked up uh, the Spider-Man 2, the Amazing Spider-Man Part 2 on Blu-ray yesterday. I thought I had to come up, and now I got a new Spider-Man to see. Yeah. Too much. Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, The Circle, The Mummy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, The Wall, and Fences are all included on today's show. So stick around. We have a packed one for you guys. First, let's start off with some trivia. I found this one to be kind of interesting. Uh, which high-profile producer once told Meryl Streep in an audition that she was too ugly to be in his blockbuster? And for extra credit, name the movie. Do you know this one? It happened in the early 70s. Um, Ridley Scott. Oh, no. that He would, though. He's kind of a prick like that, right? <laughs> too sure. ugly. I could not have you. It was a mega know. producer. Mega producer is to use lightly. Uh, is Dino De Laurentiis, the Italian producer. Yeah, I believe that. Uh, apparently, strip. strip what was, what and, was the uh, movie? The movie was King Kong. The Jessica Lange. Oh, role. you know, I, and, the, and that sounds familiar. Hmm. Apparently, she was in the audition room. He looked over to his daughter Raffaella, and an Italian said that she was too ugly to be in the movie. She understood Italian. She was dating. Um, uh, I can't think of the, the cat's name, Fredo from The Godfather, uh, who was teaching her Italian, and she said to him, I'm sorry you feel that way, and left, and uh, obviously never worked for De Laurentiis again, or ever. <laughs> but King Kong is the movie. Big loss. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, she kind of, she has that, she would have been good in that movie. I mean, she uh, she would have been very good. I, they look very similar, do they not? Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like I get yeah. to see the you know who the casting director is. Like got a couple right. of girls here, and they all kind of look the same. That first one's a shit movie. It really is. Mm-hmm. Well, Did you well, ever see King they Kong all are, Lives? Really? No, but that uh, I mean that one's supposed to be even worse. I think that's actually the worst, like King Kong Godzilla movie that I've ever seen. Uh, pretty bad. The Godzillas are pretty terrible, depending. Yeah, they are pretty bad. All right, man. Speaking of bad movies, I got a couple. You know, you're a Schwarzenegger fan, as people know. I'm a Stallone guy, mm-hmm. and um, I always say that "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot" is is probably the worst in the Stallone catalog in, in the terms of dripping down to a new level, running around in uh, a diaper at one point. Even though Rhinestone's <laughs> bad and Grudge Match is bad, I think this is kind of the lowest low. Would you agree that Junior is the low point for the Schwarzenegger canon? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think depending on who you talk to, in both cases, it's all bad, right? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I I would agree that Junior is, I I can't think of another movie that would be as bad as that. I mean, I like Jingle All the Way, though. So do I, kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think, because obviously, you know, it wasn't a career killer, but um, that came later. But even those movies, I still like. So I'm, I don't I'm know. Trying to, 
I just thought like in peak times for for these guys, mm-hmm. these were, were the two of their bond. And which film do you think is worse, Junior or Stop and My Mom Will Shoot? Just taking as two movies, which did you think is the? Well, I like Stop and My Mom Will Shoot better than Junior. I would say me too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and plus I'm it, Estella Getty. You know, I mean, how how can you hate her? You can't. I just thought Junior was clunky. I had never seen Junior before, and I watched it recently. It's on HBO Go. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the rare Schwarzenegger. It might be the only Schwarzenegger movie now I think about it that I haven't seen. So I thought, uh, now I'm kind of a completionist. Let's let's try this and and knock this one out. And it took me three tries to get through it. And my girlfriend's laughing at some scenes, you know. And I I looked sure. at her at one point and I said, "Are you laughing because uh, you know this is a pregnancy joke and, and you you can relate to things and blah blah blah?" And she says, "Yeah." I said, but but he's not funny, right? Like you don't think that he's necessarily being funny. This, and she goes, no, not at all. I thought, and, and Roger Ebert had a great role or a comment one time about why this role mm-hmm. is is any different than Conan the Barbarian. Why is seeing Schwarzenegger pregnant any more outlandish than seeing him as a barbarian? But there is a difference. I mean, I don't think. That's well, I mean, that's argument. silly. Yeah, that's just that's that's a silly argument because that's I can do that with anything. That doesn't make any sense. It's not that it has anything to do with Schwarzenegger. It's it's, it's a man is pregnant. It's just not a good right? movie I mean, on that's, top of it. No, I I mean I find the whole premise kind of boring. I don't really care that he got pregnant. So I will say that Rotten Tomatoes thirty two percent for Junior, four percent for Soft Mom will shoot. So thirty two to four. Yeah. As in like four under five. As in four percent rotten oh, for a stop where my mom will shoot, and thirty two percent for junior, which you know, thirty two percent is nothing to, to laugh at, but four uh, percent is just wow. Four, four. Damn! Wait, out of curiosity, look up uh, Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. That's got to be lower. <laughs> How I'm dare serious. you? How dare low. you? Not say. the Van Damme one. I'm talking about the one with Christian. I uh, know with Kristen Krueger. You keep yeah, yeah. I like that movie. <laughs> you, you, you dare you, sir. You nip that on the air. Uh, I will. What do we got on the radio? I mean, this has to be pretty. It's, it's got to be It's low. a 6%. <laughs> it's better than stuff where my mom will shoot. Sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> bested me, son of a bitch. <laughs> Just for completion's sake, what about Van Damme here? Let's see. That's got to be high. You talking about the Van Damme Street Fighter? 15%. So, you know, what can leagues. we do? What can we do? Leagues above it. Um, <laughs> I, I would agree. I'm glad we're it's at least it. twice better. <laughs> that Top of My Mom Will Shoot is the better um, of the two films. That Junior is the harder to get through, um, even though Stop My yeah, Mom Will I, Shoot has been proven by Trevor to be I all. Never, <laughs> I never watched Junior. It's a critical darling. Apparently. I just don't. Yeah, I know. Compared to all those, Junior is uh, the clear winner. What was the last comedy Schwarzenegger did? Was it uh, the Jingle? Jingle all the way. I think so. So he had a short run there. Three movies, three comedies. I got Kindergarten Cop. Now we got four Twins, Kindergarten Cop, uh, Junior. Junior, and then Jingle. Jingle all the way. I I can't think of anything else. I mean, there was some. In- unintentionally hilarious movies along the way yeah um, well I, I believe he was playing you know batman and robin too right yeah he was playing he's definitely played <laughs> that, that one up that's basically a comedy um, but yeah I'm, I'm glad that stallone after those two i didn't hate oscar i didn't love oscar but i just no, thought it's it just a, bit, a little a little boring yeah it's just too farcical you know it, it's too fast and in um you know it's a farce I just never, I, I don't know, some of those comedies like that, I just never found any real interest. There, there were no pull, you know, for me to really want to see them even. They weren't that, Then the um, guys themselves weren't that funny. That's what, yeah, that's true as well. You don't really see them as, like, like Jingle All the Way works because it's basically an action comedy. And Sinbad is good. You man. know, and Sinbad is good. But it's essentially, he has to do action, right? He's got to get this toy. Um, so, th- so that's a, that works as a comedy and I don't know, I guess stop my mom's shoot would fall into that same category, but still, I don't there's know. Some, there's some action in that. I mean, there's a lot of shoot ups in that. And that's what I'm saying. That's probably why I like it. It's probably why I like it better than junior. You know, yeah. it's a little more my speed. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, you know, Clint Eastwood has been the darling at Warner brothers for since the seventies, right? Writing and directing hit films for them. Uh, getting Oscars along the way, mm-hmm. and, and I, I saw the trailer for Li- 
Live by Night, the new Ben Affleck film. And it just reminds, it just dawns on me that is he the new Clint Eastwood? Is he the, for Warner Brothers, is he the guy they're going after? The accountant did very well. Well, they got an awards darling. With I don't know if he's possibly. the new Clint Eastwood. I mean, that's how that studio runs, right? They do that with, with a lot of people, not just these guys, but are you saying like, he's going to be the cut above the rest? Just that he started as an actor with them. And now I mean, he, he's considering all his films through them, they've all been very well received. Sure. Well, the, the one thing that, that I will agree with you here is that he's Nolan is too big to be the new Eastwood. Right, he's he's gotten so big. He's he, you know he's got his own company and stuff, and they work for Warner Brothers. But he's not necessarily a Warner Brothers director. Whereas Ben Affleck really doesn't have that yet. So, uh, so I would agree with you on that one. He there's there's kind of more of a symbiotic relationship between those two. Whereas Christopher Nolan could potentially go off as Spielberg and others have, you know, go away from their their mama studio and and go release movies and make movies anywhere they want, really. I would even say that Ben Affleck uh, one-ups Eastwood in the sense that Affleck can write himself mm-hmm. roles, which Eastwood never did. Uh, Eastwood never, you know, really, he, he was, he was a script. No, but he, he could was, at least recognize, um, absolutely good material. stuff. And, and I think Affleck is the same way and you're right. He can write it. So, um, that's good. I mean, they both clearly have a very good understanding of story and how best to apply that to a film. Are you excited about the new Batman film? The The Batman? Affleck's version? When I see something from it, it's hard to be exci- really truly excited about this stuff until you see it. Because, I don't know, I, there's so much talk, so much noise about superhero stuff that I always get overloaded. Um, but then when I do see superhero stuff, I really I, I fall in love with it. So, I don't know. It's hard to yeah, tell. Yeah, I mean, you championed Suicide Squad. You were one of the only uh, champions of the summer of it. Have you gotten the new uh, DVD? You waiting on that one yet? Uh, I haven't gotten it yet. I was thinking maybe tomorrow I would go get it. <laughs> the Blu-ray. I, I know it's. Out. I know you were uh, a big. You wanted to see the extended cut. But what was your? It is out. You had a, you had a gripe about it though that it wasn't the actual. It wasn't a director's cut. It's just an extended cut. Is that what's going on? Uh, no, I just would like to see. I mean, uh, I suppose that is true. I don't think it really is his cut. Um, I would love to see Ayer's cut, but. For all these movies, wouldn't you? I, I really want to see the initial cuts of these things. We'll just use everything and put it into a movie. Everything that you shot, you know, make me show me a five-hour-long cut of Ghostbusters. <laughs> I'm interested. How can that exist? I want to see it to believe it. You know? Yeah, when they and say you that know they turn these first cuts that are like four hours. Yeah, three to three to five-hour-long cuts for every single fucking movie. Now, um, I want to see it. I'm interested. Hey, Unless that's just shots that are held too long, that the editing hasn't been refined. But even that, you got to figure. Okay, so what? You cut out forty minutes. I don't from think just- so because it, when you hear these, when you hear it, them talking, uh, they talk about it's a director's cut. It's their cut that they turned in. They can't just be like just some shit, right? It would have to have been at least refined more than that. Uh, I mean, this happens. This has happened before many times. Um, years ago uh or throughout the years i should say <clears throat> but it hasn't happened at the pace or at uh, how many movies now have that right practically everything before it was like you know coppola you know so you know people there were people that shot long movies and they cut them down uh, but this is all the time now i want to see well, these things i'm not, not just i don't want to just have like extras you know extra features where i get deleted scenes put the fucking movie back together and show me it show me that five hour long cut of that movie well if you go back about 10 years in the sweet spot of the dvd era when uh, people were buying them in mass and, and millions and millions of dollars are being made after in the aftermarket stuff mm-hmm. the special features were really kick-ass and i told you i went back and watched superman returns Mm-hmm. the other day and there's a three hour documentary like the details every bit of the maybe making process on there and that's the kind of stuff that you really aren't getting anymore because if you buy a dvd now t- typically it's just it's almost like you're getting a netflix rental you know it's it has a red box yeah. rental. it has nothing so if you it's like if you're a collector you better get the blu-ray and if you get the blu-ray sometimes you get that cheap version or you got to shell out the the 49.99 to get the 
you know, well, XYZ version. The times have changed, haven't they? I mean, I remember when, um, as you say, DVDs first came out and no one was watching. So they, they really got away with putting some actual behind the scenes stuff on it. Nowadays, it's all blow fest. But um, during the heyday, you even had uh, guys um, like uh, Rodriguez, you know, used to have the five minute film schools and stuff that were really interesting and then slowly turned into not so interesting. And then finally, what it was like a cooking five minute cooking school on one of them. Like, come on guys, we can do, we can do this better. We can do some special features that matter, right? We want to see, we want the gossip. We want to know what it's really like. We want the screenplay. Uh, you know, we have a, uh, a Play Misty for Me DVD that has mm-hmm. that, that screenplay feature. There's the Pirates of the Caribbean that had the running screen, screenplay feature and a few other random ones. But that, that came and went really quick. And that's something that should be included in every movie. It's already copyrighted. What's the problem? Put it on the fucking special features. If somebody wants to pen through it oh, or yeah. put it on there. You know, that's, these are things that should be available to uh, buyers, especially as physical media. Goes away. Well, I think, I, I mean, when I realized the height, the DVD extra feature stuff was over was, was, um, was it the mist that Frank Darabont movie? Yeah. Uh, they had a special feature on there with, with Darabont and a Stephen King, which should be interesting, right? Oh, Stephen King and Darabont. They're going to talk about this movie. And the whole time, all they did was blow each other. I swear <laughs> to God, it was just one giant blow fest, you know, just suck my dick. I'll suck yours. 69. You know, it was like, oh my God. Like, who cares? I don't give a shit that you think the, uh, each other are fantastic. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it has uh, no value to friends. me whatsoever. They became best friends on uh, that special feature, apparently. Uh, but I thought it was interesting when they were doing audience reaction. You know, Rodriguez would put like a the, the, you know, the audio track of the Alamo Drafthouse screening. Yeah, they don't do that anymore, do they? There was a lot of cool stuff that they were throwing in there because they knew that if you were buying this most likely you were a fan of this shit. And then well, it was a good way mm-hmm. to build those uh, the fan bases and those worlds. And now let's just assume that you're going to pick this shit up and you're going to run with it. And then yeah, it's just going to roll that, you. That moment of desperation where they had to make those special editions and things. And then Warner Brothers, if you remember with the Harry Potter movies, they yep. fucked it all up because they, they realized that, you know, you could sell that shit for much cheaper with, no, with just one disc DVD, no special features, $15. Special features, $25. And it... And that was it, right? I was in for special features, really, because apparently you and I are the only ones that want them. <laughs> well, nobody's, you know, because Nobody nobody's going to shell out 10 extra bucks for some shit they I may did, watch. I, I did. know, but <laughs> you know, you know, any of my DVDs, as I sit here and look at my shelf, I go, oh, I'd love to go back and look at but that you could special watch edition. It. I want it to exist and I want to have it. I, 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 if I watch it or not, that's nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> Between me and my I, I just, collection. I just talk. want it. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Understand. Let's get into some reviews here because we've seen a lot of stuff since the last time we were on air, and uh, I got questions for you here. Like, oh boy, was True Memoirs of an International Assassin any good? It was so cheap. Wow, really? cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, just shots of people talking in cars and people talking. You know, it opens with a big action scene. Has a few smaller action scenes, yeah, and then there's literally just two shots, you know, of people talking to the whole movie, and so uh, rather boring, boring movie. I have to the Netflix releases through them, and even with Joe Dirt, you know, we had Joe Dirt two, we had that was a Netflix release, yeah, Um, but we also had uh, the oh the other one six and the do over, the do over is much better. Yeah, that that this looked like a cheap version of that, which was already kind of cheap. Yeah, so this is even cheaper, <laughs> really. Um, and it's very, it takes a long time. Like I said, they did a whole action scene in the beginning, and it's him writing, you know, uh, the action scene, um, which gets tiresome, you know, because then it's, he's in it, and then he's writing it, so, and then he stops and, like, oh, what should I do next? And then in the action scene, he's like sitting there, like, what should I do next? That those kind of little tricks and but things Kevin James throughout, and it takes forever. Uh, well, there's no jokes, you know. I mean, that's the other thing. I kept waiting for him to be funny to like just to do something, but he's just a normal guy, and he's like in a situation where where he's like, "I'm, I'm not the guy. I'm not this guy." And you're like, okay, yeah, I've seen and that then he many, is, and then many he is other in times in different versions and. 
Yeah. It doesn't sound that great. It's just boring. It's not a good take on it. And like I say, it's just, it's just boring. It has a boring progression to it. It doesn't really do anything. And there's no jokes, you know, is it directed by anybody worth a shit? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. I wonder if it has a, a real director behind that. Uh, but I, you know, I, it's, it's so innocuous. I don't even think about it. That's like, Wadlow. Uh, you know, just Jeff Wadlow guy. Oh, Wadlow. That's kick ass yeah. too. And, and never back down. Yep. A lot of terrible shit he's done and ri- <laughs> and written to be honest with you. You know, that guy won a screenplay contest. That's how he even got famous. Did you know that? Oh, really? That, that movie cry wolf he did was a some sort of contest. Send in your script idea and universal picked it or really, it's not even good. Somebody, I never saw it because of that. I was I like irritated out, that even fucking never back down didn't bother me, but kick ass too sucked. Never back down. We, we don't have to talk about it, but never I back know, down. I just, I just think it's so fucking times, funny. Yeah. yeah. But it's terrible. Erotic shit going on in that movie. Well, it's the Brad Pitt and this Tom Cruise guy. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It, it, well, you know, that movie to me is the movie where I first saw Amber Heard and I was like, my goodness, who is this little creature? <laughs> <laughs> you filthy little filly. You know, I saw, first of all, let me preface this by saying I went through the year thinking that the Blair Witch Project reboot was probably going to be the worst movie I saw this year because it was shit and it was in October and I thought, well, end of the year. And then you saw something worse? Yeah. And surprisingly, it's a movie that had awards pedigree behind it before I uh, saw it, everything that was buzzed about it. And that's Warren Beatty's Rules Don't Apply, which is the worst film. Not surprising. It is. I don't know how you even sat through that. I, just, I mean, I barely sat through the trailer. Well, that's a story for we're off air, my friend. My girlfriend made it really easy <laughs> to sit through. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dull movie. You know, have you ever seen Waiting? But uh, it was a empty theater. But you know, um, Rules Don't Apply was a fucking uh, horrendously just an off a movie, not only out of its time, but just lost. I mean, this has no point. This is a bad, badly mm-hmm. written. Horrendously acted. I don't know why this Lily Collins is up for anything. She's doing the best she can in it, but it's a little. I don't know. It's just bad, man. It's really bad. It seemed pointless. Pointless is a great way to describe it. It has about four different endings when it can end at any time. It's 128 minutes, which is 40 minutes too long for the material. There is no point. There's a lot of Hmm. things that happen that don't really have a payoff. There's characters that you. Situations that are propped it up and then they go to confront these issues and, and it just kind of moves past them very swiftly. So I didn't understand what the movie was trying to say about the period. Um, there's, there's, it's shit just thrown at the screen and it's fun that it's in set in Hollywood, 1940s and, um, there's some Howard Hughes stuff going on in it, but it's really just jumbled. It's and I like Beatty. I, I've always liked Beatty. I like Beatty's movies. I mean, mm-hmm. Bullworth is is great. I think it's really kind of brilliant in a lot of ways. And I uh, was expecting a lot more from this movie, um, but managed to get through it by the help of uh, <laughs> <laughs> of, of the movie gods. But it, it just it was not not worth seeing for anybody. Only just to put it on your li- uh, list of worst of, and nobody did see it. So rightly so. No, yeah, we don't need that. Talk to me about Hell or High Water. It's on our Voodoo account. I haven't watched it yet. Should I? Uh, yeah, I think everyone should uh, go ahead and check this out. It was it was well worth it. Um, it's funny in all the right places. It's serious in all the right places. It's got some cojones on it. It does some shit that you didn't wouldn't necessarily expect. Um, and I mean, I've heard the these guys, this David McKenzie guy, uh, the director, talking about you know how. Hollywood doesn't make these types of movies and it's really, I I can tell why immediately when you watch it, because this isn't going to be something that you can sell, you know, it's a little confused, but it isn't confusing. Okay. Um, it's the best way I can explain. And that's not a bad thing here. It actually works out. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was really good. It's a nice Western, nice bank robbery movie, lots of action, um, blood, guts and death, you know, Good I feel shit. like whenever one of these kind of West Texas and funny here and there, up, it always gets uh, compared one way or another to No Country for Old Men. Does this have any similarities to that? Yeah, it it, it does. I mean, and you know, it, it's very Cohen ish. Um, 
but I don't know that it's fair to say that they invented this anyways, or even really, I know that that's the high mark, I guess, so yeah. to speak, but you know, I, this stands on its own. It doesn't, it doesn't need the other, you don't, you don't need the comparison. You know, I wouldn't bring it up. Um, I think this is far more lighthearted than that. It, it has several moments of levity of, of, of funniness, um, all grounded in reality though. And, and so it's not, it doesn't ever go over the edge, um, until the ending, but that's more or less, you know, the, the action and stuff. I just thought from the look of this, it reminded me also of way of the gun. Do you remember that film? I love way of the gun. Any similarities um, there with the kind of nihilistic outlook that movie had? I guess. I mean, it's not as, uh, I don't know. Way of the Gun's very stylized, and the action uh, sequences in that, uh, I fu- I'm absolutely in love with. I mean, when anyone shoots a gun in Way of the Gun, it's like wow, like that's God, somehow really has fires. been thought out. Yeah, but the whole thing has just been thought out to a degree where it's like wow, you know, it's very stylized, and that, and that doesn't exist here. You know, a different filmmaking verb, I guess. Uh, is it one of the year's best? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I can't even recall this, uh, this year. year is this so, this so bad that, uh, you know, I mean, this definitely is a real movie. It's worth watching. It has something to say. Um, you know, I won't tell you what it is cause it doesn't beat your head it, or it doesn't beat your head in with it. You know, it doesn't say this is what it is, but it's clearly has some sort of a message about, um, privilege, right? Let's just say. Uh, which is something that's going on in this country right now. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's worth watching, I would say definitely. So definitely. Yeah. One of the best of this year. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Without without a doubt. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. High water. It's very good. The water is high or hell. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I saw Dr. Strange a while back. Did I tell you about this one? Uh, you told me about it, but why don't you tell everyone else? Yeah, that shit. I mean, at this point, everybody either seen or didn't. It feels like it's I haven't seen here. it yet. Um, what do you? What can I say? Um, that is Benedict, it, Can I ask you one question about this? Please, because I'm going to talk about something in this trailer addict here. Is this movie just too serious or what? No, it's actually not. It's very it's, very lighthearted. Really? Yeah. It's wow. The trailers are so serious. I think this is one of the more uh, kind of silly. Obviously, it's the silliest of all the. I thought Thor two was kind of the most outlandish, mm-hmm. fucking silly. Silly is the only word I can use to describe this movie. That's exactly what it is. But you know that whole Inception style morphing right. thing that was used like one percent in Inception compared to this. This is all. I don't know how they <laughs> write this. I'm sitting there like, how do you write that? One portal dimension opens up and then folds across the other. And it's like and it 10 pages into, long, right? <laughs> and, and they're fighting each other in these different dimensional, you know, play astrological planes. That's how you get it's a 40 page script. Yeah, it translates to a two and a half hour long. Yeah, <laughs> but it's got to be the most visually trippy movie since 2001. I mean, there are some absolutely just hmm. oddities in this movie. And uh, it's beautiful to look at. Cumberbatch makes. Uh, a very appealing kind of a dick character. He's Tony Stark asking the fact that uh, he's too brilliant for his own good. You know, he's he's kind of uh, he's multitasking. He's above certain things. Then he gets in this accident. And he has to be rebuilt. And X Y Z. He becomes uh, Doctor Strange. And it's the where it falters is that the character doesn't. It's it's too mystical in my in my opinion. Um, I, I I like heroes that are a little bit more. Earthbound. I, that's why I think of Captain America as my guy and Batman and things like that. Um, but for what it is, it's very effective. I'm just becoming, you know, it's the Marvel playbook. It's better than Ant Man. It's not as good as anything from the Avengers crew. This is the best way I can describe it. Hmm. But it's it's still worth watching, which surprises me. What thirteen movies into the Marvel universe? It's unbelievable that they can still do these. And do them right like this. Well, I still find different stones to turn in, I mean, in little ways. Aren't you at the point that you think they could just do like, you know, poop man, right? And you'd watch it and you'd be like, you know, it's stupid that he's poop, but it works. But damn, he's not <laughs> fighting off that. Point. <laughs> but uh, I still liked it. I don't know why. It's like they brainwashed you or something. Yeah. I think until they hit like Captain Marvel, they're, they're going to be rolling good. I, I just, but then again, every time I'm like, how could they possibly get a Guardians of the Galaxy movie off? It's a hit. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, the same thing. So I can't. I mean, Ant Man, 
these are very, very uh, you know, esoteric characters. So yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that and the movies aren't fantastic, but they are good. They're all in there. You know what it comes so down it's to? Solid it's entertainment. McAdams yeah. is good in this. Cumberbatch is good in this. And they treat it like it's it's a real movie. You know, they treat it like it's real material. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, they bring to it the kind of intensity that they would other roles, which I guess by not winking at the audience constantly, but by, but by injecting humor in it makes them uh, palatable for me. Hey, you saw The Mechanic Part 2. I saw this earlier in the year. I thought this was dog shit. What did you think? Yeah, this is, this is one of the year's worst for me. Right? Why was this so – why did this Oof. movie drag so much for an action film? Well, there was no point to it. But did I, mean, it not I think take that was the whole thing. It was so – it going? Oh, yeah. It took a long time. I know. Um, even the whole Jessica Alba stuff when she shows up and, and the whole game of this and that and like, oh, you're actually – not you're bad oh but then there's a story behind it and so you're good and it's like and you're supposed to trick me to fall in love with you and i figured it out but then i really fall in love with you and then we're gonna wait for these guys to show up and they're gonna make me kill people and say okay well that's the movie and then you have to wait for the rest of the fucking movie to do that uh so yeah i'm I'm done with these at this point Uh, and I don't know. None of the kills are even very good. The first you know, one was okay, the yeah. swimming pool, but they give that away with the whole box and, and the trailer, so there's really no suspense there. Right. This movie, for all of its uh, kind of action, gunplay, and intrigue, it's so small time that it's hard to get worked up about any of this shit. Right? It's like the November Man to me, where it's... Which is pointless. The they lay it out for right at the beginning. Like I say, we're going to do these kills and stuff, so you think, okay, well then... The kills have to be Intriguing. The, the movie, right? That's the movie. But then they're really not. They're just, it's just kind of like him going through his thing. Eh, you know, the kills aren't even that cool. At least in the killer a, elite, they had to make them look like accidents and they had some sort of like spin on it and things like that. Mm-hmm. This is, this movie um, is a fran- is a wannabe This franchise, movie just though. exists and uh, goes through the motions, really. But Jessica always still looks great. She always does. I love her. My God, she's a just a magnificent I'm good movie. for any album that's really the only reason I watch this movie is Jessica Alban and I really liked Mechanic 1 I thought it was one of the better state if not the best state the movie he's done and so I was expecting no. way more from this you're crazy about that I think the Mechanic and Homefront are tits yeah Homefront kicks the shit out of the Mechanic I don't know I do <laughs> I like the Mechanic quite a bit well, Mechanic's stupid hey I saw Office Christmas Party this last weekend and while that trailer looks like it's this kind of rowdy, raucous Uh-oh. good time, <laughs> that movie is a wheezing, wheezing film. I mean, it is a barely passable piece of entertainment. I don't know. Is it all cut up and stuff? It's just, it's it's just like you want to talk about exist. This has been the <laughs> worst year for comedies in recent memory. Yeah, it really I can't has. Name three comedies that I thought were just drop dead great. I mean. Usually in a year you get a, a few comedies. I mean, I thought Pop Star was was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably the best comedy I saw this year. Oh. Uh, but there have been some <laughs> real. As I'm saying, it's been some real dogs. We I mean, think about how bad Neighbors bombed. Um, you know, yeah. There's been a lot of of those that, that were supposed to have high expectations that came in. I feel like there's something we saw that was good. Uh, comedy wise, I, I mean, not this year. I, I'm very very disappointed. Uh-huh. Uh, Oh, I didn't something. see Mike or Dave need dates yet. So I, oh, that one was actually pretty, fairly decent. But gonna, again, in any other year, it wouldn't have been a standout. <laughs> no, but I mean, you're talking about things like Dirty Grandpa and things like it's just yeah, you know, stuff out there this year that was, was not very good. So this just follows along, and hmm. I'm starting to wonder why Jason Bateman is being cast in these movies. He's not funny. I mean, Bateman's straight guy shtick is is I'm done with that shit by now. Okay, I've had like ten movies with him and Aniston doing the same fucking thing. It's just. It's not funny to me. T.J. Miller can be funny in small doses, mm-hmm. uh, which he is in here because there's so many people in it. But it's just – it's one note. I mean it, it, you know what it reminded me of most than anything was Bachelor Party, the 1984 Tom Hanks film in that hmm. it kept trying to throw more things in there to like elevate the the situation which where we've now reached a party level to where half of Chicago is in your fucking building. Things yeah. are on fire. And yet everybody at the end got to keep their job because you got X, Y, and Z gone. But yet you caused like a million dollars of damage to your <laughs> office building. You know, like makes no sense to me. And then it gets stuck in this 
whole like yeah, a lot of these movies, these comedies that are centered around jobs and technology and working in a corporate place have to do with like an invention or a character that has some sort of product they're going to release and then you know the big fucking product coming out and it's so lazy and just it you're just waiting mm-hmm. for it to be done you're like all right stop already with these subplots that don't give this isn't funny it doesn't help this movie you don't really need this to exist you know it's a me if my personal opinion this is a mediocre comedy that uh, it's going to tread on the, the whole Christmas party theme. And it's unfortunate because this is a good premise that could have been done better by somebody else. Yeah, we didn't really have any real comedy guys, did we, this this time around? There just didn't seem to be any... I mean, there's a lot of comedy movies, but I don't know. There didn't really... There's no, like, comedy guys, I guess. Even all these actors... I'll even take comedy girls, but think those of anything. suck. So, I mean, I'll take anything. I mean, I don't, they don't necessarily have to be men, but well, just I'm not, I mean, funny. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Did I use my pronouns. His, her, he, yeah, she. Yeah. Use gender you, pronouns now. We're sure. in 2016. I mean, right? what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> person. There were no comedy person in the movie. You know what I mean. I don't know. I, I, I mean, typically there's something, but I guess that's because there was no big funny comedy but there just didn't seem like anyone working um this time around i mean where was like where are any of the big names at uh they're on netflix i guess so they've all gone to netflix i mean you're talking about jason bateman and shit i mean that's kind of what i mean you know that you know i mean billy bob thornton really isn't a comedian he's not really funny and bad santa too sucked but you tell me about that you need to do the podcast here let's talk about bad santa too i thought i was talking about that last time no, we haven't done one yet since then. Oh, I want to know. Maybe that's the one. Oh, that's the movie I was thinking that's of. That's the movie. Yeah, that's of the movie. This you is the told movie. me off air. When, I saw, when air. I saw this movie, and you know Billy Bob Thornton nowadays, right? Yeah, he's if, about 105. Could you imagine? And he's skinny as shit. And, and he looks, and, and he's supposed to be bad Santa, so he's supposed to be a drunk. He throws up all the time, so you know he's got barth breath. Uh, he doesn't shower. He looks like shit. Oh, he looks like a fucking Civil War general. <laughs> oh, he does. Like like one that's been dead for a couple months. Uh, and all the chicks in this movie want to fuck him. Uh, it just it makes no sense whatsoever. So he's like, I, just, I don't know. It's the dog shit. What's no, the deal fuck with that? it. I mean, it I, I kind of wish I hadn't wasted my time on it. Yeah. It's so pointless. I... It's not funny. Um, And it's just, it's the same thing as the first one again. But done by done in a stupider way, missing all the great things that the the first one had. You know, missing all the great writing and the setups and payoffs and all that shit. It's just gone here. But it's the, the same fucking crap. movie. Yeah. Well, and it has a reset in the beginning. You know, it's, he's so he's basically back to his old ways. Oh, it's and got so a now it's he got has to. Fucking, okay, so now he has to have now. the kid. Yeah, teach him again. You know, and it's like. Well, what? Why? You know, and I don't know. For let me put it this way: the movie starts off with the reset. And he says there are no such thing as happy endings. Um, and so, guess what? This movie has a death in the beginning. No, it has a fucking happy ending. Wow. I mean, give me a fucking break, right? I mean, this is a movie. It's just someone sat down and wrote, and then you know they were done, and they didn't they didn't do a rewrite on this movie. I guess. I don't it's know. Taking, it makes no sense. So it doesn't. I mean, people are really turned off by it. And the first one, yeah, I heard, no was, good, not know, funny. The first one's fantastic. First one's great. I mean, it's written really well. Uh, it's just a really good movie, you know. In it's not a case every of aspect of it. It's not. It's not old hat now. Yeah, but I mean, isn't that the problem with a, the, a lot of these movies like this face where you've waited so long and now you have a shot, so you just put something out. Right, I mean, so you you go with what you have, with what's well, available, happens, right? Like I mean, the dumb number two. I always wonder why did you go with this that? long to make this. I mean, movie? Ghostbusters, right? I, mean, I think a similar problem there. I mean, it's just when that happens, it's just like the the ball gets rolling because people are rearing to go, you know. So they just take a shot at what they have, and it's like, no, nah, it's not not the reason to make a movie. That's got to be on your worst of the year list, then. That and the mechanic, this uh, this show really sucked it. <laughs> they sucked it big. 
Uh, I saw nocturnal animals, but I'm going to hold that one for our next podcast. I want to get deep into that. We got so much more to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you got to pinch that one off. You got to keep yeah, a little, exactly. keep a little in there. You know? <laughs> exactly. That's how you get the good cancer. Let's uh, move on to talk about online streaming pick of the week. Anything new that came online that uh, you want to plug? Uh, I'll I'll plug any DC uh, Universe television shows. I'll plug any Netflix got them all. <laughs> yeah. I'll plug them all. I'll plug Arrow's holes. I'll plug the Flash's <laughs> holes. He's a fast sucker, but I'll get him. <laughs> you be a legend of tomorrow, brother. I'll get him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'll be busy with the <laughs> Jen, 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 with Jones. Jen, Jen, Jen. <laughs> uh, I'm over here snorting now. Let's get this on. <laughs> this is a, holy yeah. shit. Let's get this party going. January Jones, she's hot. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, my streaming online pick would be Scrooge. I'm going a little, uh, a little bit more low key. This is that's your, Bill Murray. I'm, I'm sorry. This is a streaming pick, not a VHS pick. Yeah, I own it on VHS, and I still watch it on Netflix fucking streaming. <laughs> but last year they did. You know, sometimes Netflix is real shysty, and they pull things off right around the time you want to watch. Well, it, if like, you don't, if you can't watch Scrooge, you can always watch that Bill Murray con- uh, Christmas special. It's just that's excellent. Fucking rancid. <laughs> Why is that still on there? Hey, it's just fantastic. That's why. My thing is, why have, like last year they did this to me, why have Scrooge on there for 11 months, then Christmas comes and you pull it? I know. Because they want you to buy it. They want to try to make you buy it. You know, I'm not going to watch Scrooge in July. Uh, Tricky devils. All right, let's do the trailer attic part of the show. Trailers can be wondrous things, giving us insight into the unseen movies of the future. But when they're bad, fire photon torpedoes. Shields up, red alert. Prepare for trailer addict. Oh, boy. All right. Are you, are you prepared for this addict? I don't know. I'm mainlining trailers. I feel like the captain would be a little rough, so. <laughs> I just can't even think of Patrick Stewart in the, after a while, listening to him and oh, Family Guy shit. Family Guy cracks me up more than any other show. I laugh fucking more at that with the reruns. I mean, mm-hmm. just belly ache laughs in that for me. I know uh, you're a big Full House fan, so you must be mourning Alan Thicke's passing. Yeah, well, uh, who doesn't like Alan Thicke, though? A Full House fan? <laughs> you mean he... <laughs> He was, a house he was he was actually i have seen that episode that he was on um, well, there you go but that's like not, yeah thanks it wasn't by my doing I, I didn't watch this show my brother watches it um it's a terrible fucking show that's like me saying i don't watch this is us my girlfriend watches it i just cry in the back when she's well, I, I do watch this is us. that's not the same thing at all you can compare fuller house to this is us no god no <laughs> I believe me, the, the Fuller House thing is just I, it's so pointless to even exist. But yeah, but Alan Thicke, I mean, he was, uh, that was good shit. Yeah. You know, the thing that I liked most about him is, is how he, ready he was to always just make fun of himself, you know, pretty much in, in any situation. Hey, he's very self deprecating. Mm hmm. Um, well, it seemed like a very, he's very, he's just uh, easy like going. Like yeah. he'll do, he like, he's up for anything. For as for as uh, pretentious as Robin Thicke has become, and uh, you know, self righteous and too cool for school, his dad never seemed to be that way. And uh, I can't recall the name of the film, but he played it was an HBO type uh, revenge thriller where he was uh, like a jealous, stalking husband. And he was fucking good in it, man. I'd never seen Jason Seavers play as such a dark character. <laughs> I thought, man, Alan Thicke's got range, man. We didn't know. Hiding behind those eyes. Uh, let's talk about the Furious 8 trailer, the Fate of the Furious. What is this called? Is this called Fast Furious 8 or the Fate of the Furious? Fate, like F8, you know, like 8. Oh, shut up. It is not. That's why they're called the Fate of the Furious. This is Furious 8. Holy shit. Think about it, yeah. Now, this is... This trailer... uh Uh-huh. Uh... Is going first of all. I wasn't. I was like, no fucking way. I don't want to see another Furious movie. Why am I sold and I'm in for the next Furious movie? Are you not sold on this? I thought this trailer looked good. Am I sold on it? I'm gonna watch it. The action's gonna be there. Um, I think that it's interesting. Uh, uh, you know what? What other direction could you take with after Paul Walker's death? You know, I mean. This has to be directly 
come out of that, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean this, this only the works without the Paul Walker. It has to go. They, they were forced into this routine. This is what happened with Letty's character. You know, uh, the same thing. Mm-hmm. The, the, getting a bad guy to make them change. It's just put around. But this also makes me question all of that bullshit that Dwayne Johnson was tweeting about having a beef with one of his furious co-stars. You think that's just some wrestling antics? Dude? I know. Now it feels like because that that, the, the whole point of the movie is that yeah. they have beef. Yeah, I know. I, I thought that. Went, oh, okay, so you were just getting a little early. Uh, you know, doing a little. WWE type of promotion here with this because uh but then again this I don't know how they continue to up the fucking ante in these movies and find a way to we'll make them see I mean look I, the last one really soured me um it's it's fucking abysmal um outside so, of that last five minutes with Paul Walker that uh, movie is really bad it's it, a it terrible really movie I mean it has nothing to do with you know not having Paul Walker in it um which is the, the way they handled that I thought was a travesty as well but the movie just sucks, you know? And so I'm, I, I don't know what to say about this. If they just do it, if it's just going to be the trailer, it's just going to be the action like that, then it'll be fine. Um, but I just worry because it can play out, you know, the whole family thing, family, 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 this is it's fast and furious. Come on. You're not instilling morals into young children here about family. We've just come a long way from fucking stealing DVD players. Yeah, I know. This is serious. We have really gone a long way from those those initial films. Which I mean, were they really, really they have a, go back. Do they have a tank in everyone ones. now? What, what's that? They need like tanks in every Fast and Furious movie now. Well, because how else are you going to get the explosions? <laughs> I mean, what's the biggest car? A tank. So it's, it's you know, but this does look like dumb fun and. They they got me. Yeah, I mean, I I do. You know, I like the using the cars more in here, especially when that scene where they uh, shoot the chains and and they have like an it's like a car ninja fight. Yeah, I see. It's kind of it's like all right, that's kind of cool. That's what I mean. Like if you want to do action stuff like that, like all right, that's cool. I'll watch that, but I think I'm over having any involve any investment in these characters anymore. Well, they're they're superheroes now, so I mean, it's it's you know. They basically become superheroes five movies ago when they were jumping off one car to another yeah. car and from one building to another building. All right, let's get a little serious here and talk Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan's latest film. Uh, the trailer just arrived. This is World War II epic, if you want. Um, Cillian Murphy yeah, starring in this, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, I, I refuse to get excited about any more Nolan films because – What is this movie about? Uh, yeah. I, I have like no fucking idea. Am I just supposed to love it because it looks like, uh, you know, really like, like like it was hard to shoot? I, mean, I don't understand what I'm supposed to be attracted to in this trailer. Yeah. This is giving us nothing. This I looks- mean, there's no story here, really, other than they, they get attacked. And then, and then what? They leave? I mean, I... I wouldn't be surprised if they you know, cut some shots of Unbroken into this. It really just, it might as well have been directed by Angelina Jolie. I, d- I don't get it. What is so great about this trailer that's, that screams Christopher Nolan directed this and there's a story here. I the, you know, the it battle that changed it. our world or whatever. I didn't But where's see. the battle? Yeah. So I'm saying, where's the, <laughs> where's the, Kinoa? what is it? When he got picked up on the boat and they said, we're taking you over here. I was like, is this turning into a horror film? Like what's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you got the same. I thought it was just me, but I didn't understand. No, I didn't get the trailer. I think that either uh, if that's a good representation of the movie, then it's not going to be very good. Um, Obviously, right? I I just I don't understand what this movie is about. Yeah, I don't get it. And I refuse to get excited about Nolan's films. I mean, Interstellar had a great trailer. Didn't care for it. Um, Inception's trailer. Was arguably as good as the movie, if not better. Yeah, they're they're fundamentally flawed. Um, I'm just having a problem with Nolan's work. I want to go back and look at uh, Insomnia and see if if uh, maybe there's something there because I never saw that one. I haven't seen The Prestige, so you should. I I would check out The Prestige. I think that they're all. I I just don't like Nolan in general, but The Prestige is, is is a decent one, even though I can bash it, you know, all day long. Really, my favorite Nolan flick is Batman Begins. Yeah, I know the Batman movies really are the only only Nolan movies that I can really say are worth a damn, you know. Um, and obviously, we have our issues with those. <laughs> yeah. So we're just not Nolan guys, I guess. You know. Unfortunately, I've never become a Nolan fan. Yeah. So be it. 
Uh, War of the Planet of the Apes. I have not seen any of these Planet of the Apes movies. Now, I remember you went back last summer. You haven't summer. seen any of them? I haven't seen any. Holy I own both of them. shit. Should you should them? be fucking watching these. These are some of the best fucking uh, movies. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is how you do This is how you do remakes. Uh, these are really, really good. And I can't wait for this one. This looks uh, uh, equally as good as the others. And it's something that you couldn't believe. Um, you could take something like a Planet of the Apes and make it palatable in, in not just in the sense of like you can sit down and watch a stupid movie like these are real movies and the apes i don't know are like real characters like you like them and stuff ah you should watch it man you should watch them i know, absolutely fucking will. good this this trailer and the, the trailers for these keep getting better so i'm like these movies must be pretty good because the trailers keep getting better <laughs> so i will watch that what do you think of the spider-man homecoming thing uh like I said earlier, I just I still love the Amazing Spider-Man two. I was a little upset they didn't go mm-hmm. uh, more with that because I thought they were finally getting that in the right direction. Uh, out of the five Spider-Man movies, I think I've liked two of them to be honest. <laughs> so what are we doing here? Um, do I like all. I'll say I like all the Spider-Man movies, but uh, certainly are ones that are worse than that. But um, obviously, when they introduced this kid in Captain America, I was sold. Uh, enough then and i'm even more sold on this movie after the, watching this trailer i think this looks fantastic i think um, the tony stark stuff looks good but overall you think it looks fantastic yeah i think the whole movie does it really feels like spider-man it feels like going back to to the roots and um i mean this is this is way better let's be honest I, as much as you, you know you can like amazing spider-man 2 i do as well this is a far better movie than it, that third one would have been um and really it just comes down to a difference in why would why make a movie right and sony took the money route they made a, a trilogy right planned a trilogy and the first movie is all about showing you uh, what you're going to get in the, in the next two movies and you think well what the fuck you know just give it to me and make a damn movie and this for marvel having all these things play out throughout these movies and having these these through lines that, that arc throughout all their movies and stuff every single fucking one of their movies is a standalone uh movie you know, it works in and of itself. And uh, so I'm ready to see them uh, take Spider-Man back. And uh, I think this looks good. I think I, I like this kid. Um, I think it looks funny I and exciting. I'm no? still not totally sold, like but I did like the beginning with the masks and the idea mm-hmm. that he's watching himself on YouTube from the clip from uh, Captain America and small things like that. I just don't know if I'm ready for another. I mean... Spider-Man just has not been very interesting to me. The first Spider-Man film I thought was absolutely fantastic. It was one of my favorite superhero films of all time. Mm-hmm. I just have never thought the other ones were nearly as good. Uh, maybe just because I thought it was a one a one off, you know. Uh, I didn't. I, that first trilogy is very heavy handed. Before we had the Nolan yeah. stuff, it was going towards that. You know, we could already see the. Uh, Spider-Man Two was getting it was a front runner for Batman Begins and some of the darker stuff we that now dictate the whole superhero genre for DC. But uh, Marvel has done a very good job at staying light, so I'm glad to see at least a return to the light side for this character because I would like to see that. I don't need to see Spider-Man in a really dark, uh, downbeat film. I'm, I'm done with that shit. Let's talk about the Mummy. Because the mummy surprised the hell out of me. This is the Tom Cruise, Russell Crowe remake, which we only saw glimpses of with the female mummy and thought, oh, what the hell is going on with this? This trailer kicks ass. Is it just me? You, you dig it on this? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not so sure about this one, but I'm willing to watch it, obviously. I think that it's weird because it's the mummy, but it's clearly a Tom Cruise movie for it's a vehicle. For um, man, I mean, holy Tommy. shit. Yeah. If this isn't just in the style of a Tom Cruise movie, uh, it's got Tom Cruise in it. Um, but I, I, you know, I like Tom Cruise. I like Russell Crowe, even though it's weird that he's Jekyll or I guess. Yeah. Jekyll. I don't, he doesn't turn into hide in this, right? Is that who he is? He's supposed to be Dr. Jekyll. That's, That's what I read. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. But I don't know. I do like Sophia uh, Butella, Butella, whatever the hell her name is. Um, I thought she was great in the last Star Trek movie. So, and she's a very physical actress, so she'd be perfect for the Mummy. So I think they got the casting down. And of course, uh, and I just I don't know though. It's weird. I mean, this trailer is a really good trailer because it's not. It's almost like a, a mini movie. It looks like World War Z to me. 
Did this trailer remind you that? Kind of, yeah. But it kind of has that feel. And World War Z could easily have just been a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> right, it was a Brad Pitt film, basically. <laughs> there, were, yeah. there was lots of running in it and then whatnot, so <clears throat> it could have worked out fine. But they have that look to them, you know what I mean? Um, all Tom Cruise movies have a particular look and almost a, like a color palette, even. Yeah, it looks like a Mission Impossible film. It does. It, it looks like it could be. It could be a Mission Impossible film for many scenes. I know. Um, so in that sense, I'm okay. It's just weird that it's the Mummy. I don't know if I'm I'm over that yet. It's it's just so weird. So you say maybe the star is too big for the property. Possibly. I've just he. It's been a while. It's the Mummy. You know, I don't know. It's so <laughs> weird. It's the fucking Mummy. Tom, the Mummy meets Tom Cruise. It's so weird. Sounds like a goddamn monster movie from 1985, right? Yeah, I mean, Abbott and Costello like here. You got, up all night. You got Tom Cruise and Russell Crowe as Abbott and Costello meet the mummy, you know? <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, up all night. Right hit me out, hit me out. I got two guys. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 2. Are you digging this trailer? Because we'll I never saw the first one. I got to admit that on I'm there. loving this trailer. I'm ready for what's more of it. Um, I love I the baby Groot. I didn't like the first trailer for the first movies, and I oh, never saw it. So how dare you? The first trailer is fantastic for the, for the first <laughs> movies, and this is this is just as good. Um, I'm ready for it. I like these characters, and I like James Gunn's writing and direction. So I'm good. And I know it's cliche to say now that Chris Pratt is a is a favorite, but he mm-hmm. is good. This trailer too. I like him in this trailer, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, he he's such a likable character that I'm glad this trilogy or if it's going to be a trilogy whatever it is even exists that it catapulted him into uh will be what it is i mean as with any marvel stuff they set up enough in the first movie even though it's a complete movie you don't need any more they set up enough for you to know that you're going to find out more stuff and if there are more movies right so yeah i'm ready for it and uh next we have the wall Doug Lyman's film with John Cena and Aaron Taylor Johnson, who just was nominated for Golden Globe for Nocturnal Animals. Like I said, we'll talk about that next trailer, uh, next uh, podcast. But mm-hmm. this trailer is a very simple idea here. This is about a sniper who's pinned behind a, a barricade. And What's a group he, of um, guys, right? A group of snipers that are targeting an American soldier who is trapped behind a barricade and talking to him through some sort of uh, radio waves. And this is, reminds me of a phone booth. Remember the old uh, Joel Schumacher? Yeah, film? right. I mean, and isn't that kind of the idea? They're trapped in a box. Can they make sustain this for the running time? Is always my problem with these movies. Yeah. Um, for a trailer, it makes a great idea. I don't know. I mean, the trailer does introduce enough things, enough obstacles for them being out there, but uh, but I don't know. I mean, clearly the trailer. I feel like the trailer gives it away. I mean, when the helicopters show up, it's like, oh, they get saved. <laughs> Why why'd you show me that? Well, it's interesting to see Cena as well know. doing a little bit part in a real movie. Like, remember when The Rock did Southland Tales? Being John this, Cena. Does he die in this? Is he the guy that's he gets pinned shot. down? Is yeah. He, well, there's, there, there's, like, he runs out and then another guy runs out and gets shot. That's true. I'm not really so sure. I can't figure out. Then someone ran back, or actually, I don't even know who the fuck ran where, but they got behind that wall, which is the wall, I'm guessing. And then some guy was left out there, but I couldn't never figure out if that was Cena or if they were just cutting it, it parts in. I think I think it is. It might be right? deceptive. Try not to. I don't know. Much. Other than the fact they showed you the helicopters flying by, or the not the helicopters, the the airships, the gunships. So weird. Could be good, good though. though. Could be good. Yeah, it does look really good. I like the trailer at least. I mean, that trailer, the Mummy trailer, and uh, Furious Eight. I saw them the same day, and I thought mm-hmm. they're pretty. These are three pretty good damn trailers here. It's a lot of action for you. Yeah, the circle looks good too. This new uh, Tom Hanks. I don't Mulatsu. get this either. This reminded me of what was they're the one with Ryan Phillippe? <laughs> no, what was the one where Ryan Phillippe goes in? Uh, he's the programmer and he goes into like Microsoft. Yeah, antitrust. antitrust Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins is basically Bill Gates. Yeah. This kind of reminded me of a little bit of antitrust. Yeah, I guess. Although I didn't, it, they don't give any of that sense of what's happening away other than they're watching you. Right. The whole paranoia. Uh, is Hank's a good guy or a bad guy? So, I really don't know. 
Yeah, yeah, but they definitely, I do like, I mean, you mentioned antitrust. That was kind of like the hacker part of that time. And I do like the way that Hanks is giving like a TED Talk type thing. Like they do like, like it is very much rooted in society now as far as paranoia goes. Yeah, it's very topical uh, mm-hmm. with all the stuff going on in the WikiLeaks and, and all the kind of uh, information gathering and information is the, the the valuable asset of the moment. Yeah, they did give you a little bit of like, maybe they're up to no good. What are they watching? I like that Hanks has taken on this kind of a role. The circle. Well, I feel like, um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I like that he's, well, but then again, we don't know if he's bad. Just that he's kind of taken on a, maybe a, a character of dubious intent it's not sully well i mean inferno as long as the circle doesn't turn out to be some sort of human centipede type thing right this might be the circle jerk for all we know i was gonna say as long as it's not a two-hour circle jerk i'm good (laughs) (laughs) who knows what are they what are they up to we don't know it's a late night podcast people what do you want from us uh so the last uh trailer here we have feces uh that would be the circle oh Eat and then uh, feces. <laughs> feces. Now fences. Yeah, Denzel what is this about? August Wilson's play, stage play. Very, very. Really, famous play. I never. I don't know it. Oh yeah, it's been out there. It's like a, a raisin in the sun and things like that. Hmm. And it's very well known. A piece of a, a playwright. And now Denzel Washington has stepped into the role, a very famous role, and directed it as well. And this trailer hmm. for a story that is fairly i don't want to say cliched but you, you know what you're getting with this it's, it's a very heavy thematic drama play right. uh it's great trailer though for, for what the material is i thought made it at least looked i mean this is a intense fucking trailer i mean this is, says drama doesn't it screams drama <laughs> this feels like it has no plot i mean yeah, aside from some denzel being denzel and screaming and yelling and the viola davis having that screaming moment at the end where the snot comes out of her um, face and- yeah i don't know there's necessarily intense because i don't there's no grounding for me for the plot you know for what's happening there's just people having emotional moments um and so i don't i don't know i've, I've i guess i don't get it uh, delivered in I've seen this play in the and, actual and, play. Yeah, yeah. And, and and to have you know, and you hear many people do it. It's it's almost like a Shakespearean type thing. Um, that hmm. monologue, and uh-huh. to hear Washington deliver it. I mean, he he commands that shit. You know what I mean? He is good. And that when he starts it, you're like, oh wow, you know. And he, it's it's a very abusive type of. Well, he's on Washington, and, and he's good at that kind and of he's stuff. Good at so that. He yeah, causes the right moment. He mm-hmm. has that infliction. He does that that character. So that's very why powerful. I, yeah. I don't know if it's much of a stretch for him. Um, it's a good fit for him, but I don't know if it's much of a stretch from things mm-hmm. uh, in the range that we've seen him do before. Uh, well, maybe it's good. I just I just didn't understand it, I guess, necessarily, or the point of it. Well, I mean, I get the point. You know what I mean? What's the point of the story of telling the story? <laughs> it's a it's a downbeat story. So, I yeah, but mean, there's uh, an so there is an actual yes yeah, so story. I mean, there were things that it went problem. through. The son goes off to war. Where he was feeding some. Okay, ha ha ha. There you yeah. go. Because there were some shots in the middle of the trailer that they go through that kind of allude to. Oh, maybe there's more to this. I I think yeah, I get it now. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty heavy emotional uh, family drama, obviously, and, and the father and the sons back and forth and uh, they don't realize how much they're like they are and well, this might be really good and i mean now that i know what it is yeah, actually he, i think i think you like it i mean i always like stories that are set in 1950s new york whether it be jersey boys mm-hmm. you know with the kind of doo-wop era or uh the bronx tale stuff like that so like that whole um, era of, of new york kind of tough living or east coast tough living i, I like that these stories especially when it's a father-son conflict mm-hmm. i'm a sucker for father-son movies and uh, this looks like it. But Washington, like I said, delivers that monologue like a son of a bitch. So I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I'm not a Viola Davis fan, though. I didn't. I don't mm. remember. I'm, I'm not really. No. I, no, she's she's the one that cooks the the poop pies, right? And we have like, the help. Yeah. Is I never her? saw the help. The I actually did see the help. Uh, pretty good. Can I can I tell you what how I saw the help? So I live in California, as do you, and. Uh, there's medical marijuana cards you can get. So when this first happened, I had to go to an office in Oakland, Oakland, California, and wait in this this waiting room with about 40 other people that were getting quote-unquote doctor exams. And they were playing the fucking help in the waiting room. <laughs> so I saw that free movie minutes of the help so with 40 you know, other stoners. Now you know where to California. go. <laughs> you, you want your free movie. 
They said, what was your affliction? I was like, I just had to watch the help for 25 fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need something heavy. He said, here you go. I need something bad. Take three of these and don't call me in the morning. Well, we're going to leave you with that on episode 311. This has been a, a very late episode for Trevor and I. You guys might be listening to this in the middle of the day, but we're in the middle of the night right now, and uh, we're having a ball here, a little, little lunatics talking on the air. Uh, check us out, moviemerics.com. Go to <laughs> iTunes, listen to us. Uh, where else are we at? Uh, I, I, you call us little lunatics. I don't know what to right say. Right <laughs> <laughs> we're out here just, just rattling out movies, talking <laughs> to the airwaves. I mean, what's funny about this is it feels like just you and I are just having a conversation like we always do. And then thousands yeah. and thousands of people fucking listen to this. It's like, oh, goodness. Did we say that? Okay, it's only 2 a.m. when we said that. We didn't realize we said that. <laughs> Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com, warp 9. Engage! Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.